Hey, James, a question for you. Do you remember a recent episode of this program in which we discussed the following question? What is the best possible future discovery or invention? Do you remember that one? Yes, and I am coming closer to agreeing. Well, I I like my answer and I like your answer. Your answer was driverless cars. I don't remember that that was my answer, but I'm told that that was my answer. My answer was... I can't imagine that would be my answer. I can explain, but... but, you know, I have now been reading more about driverless cars since then. And once you, once the road is fully populated with driverless yeah. cars, no, it's a slam dunk. that's going to eliminate 90% of the cars it's on the true. road. It's true. And there are more than a million traffic fatalities worldwide every year, yes. which is an a unbelievably high number. And then the injuries and the cost, uh, I mean, traffic accidents, the cost of them is so unbelievably high considering how little people really complain about them. Yeah, like, and also how much excess capacity is, there is. Think about all the empty seats in every one of these cars that true. has a, right, a but, crash. Uh, when we did that episode, we also asked our listeners to tweet us their suggestions. And we have I have to say, you listeners, you guys are pretty awesome. Not because you're just voluminous, which you were voluminous, but also some of these were not just about the thing that they think is a great discovery. It says a lot about how you see the world and what are the problems in the world. Well, 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 also these are when when we talk about driverless cars or synthetic biology for prosthetics, you're talking about solving billion person problems. True. You know, people with all sorts of, you know, needs for new organs or prosthetics or people who are, you know, worried about the climate, obviously electric cars and driverless cars solves a big issue. So again, these are like trends that you could invest in, that you can bet your hopes on when people start saying, oh, the world's declining, the world's going to end. Like people have been saying that for 5,000 years and it's still oh, hasn't ended yet. Oh, they've never not said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, we should, we should talk about that more. The fact that most people are so unappreciative of how much better the world is than we tend to generally think it is. In, on almost every dimension. Yes. Health and welfare, interpersonal relationships, less war, less violence, on and on and on. The problem is the minute you say that, then there are people who say, well, how w- can you deny that there's famine and violence and et cetera? Of course not. That's just an idiotic, uh, you know, binary argument. But, um, but I think it's important to point out um, how much progress we make as a species. In almost every dimension. Yeah. You know, like hours worked per unit of light has gone down to a second as opposed to hours to get the wax and the candles and so on. All right, so I want to talk about some of these suggestions from our listeners, okay? okay? Mark H., um, who's at Dull Geek, says the best possible future discovery or invention would be a Star Trek-like replicator that can quickly and cheaply make food for the world's poor, obviating agriculture or food transport. James, but, what do you think of that idea? Well, as, as a nomination for the best future Discovery. Well, well, by the way, that already is being worked on. 3D printing, where you have like right. a tofu-like sim- substance. Oh, more in. than that. There's more way beyond tofu. But uh, but I'm saying then you could apply the seasoning. You get any food you want. So yeah. So that's already being worked but on. But do you, so so therefore you think it's not a great suggestion? Um, I don't think it's bigger than synthetic biology yeah. or driverless cars, but I think it still solves a billion-person problem. So yeah, I I think. But, but that's a subset of 3D printing, which I think in general is one of those Moore's Law type of inventions where the technology is doubling every year or so. And it's we're going to start 3D printing houses, airplanes, food, everything. Podcasts. All right, here's another one. Uh, suggestion from Narahari Vital Rao. 
It is... Um, I think he, I'm related to him. <laughs> he says, the ability to read slash download the mind, store, and transmit thoughts. So can I tell you so why... So that's the Ray Kurzweil singularity? Pretty close, yeah. And I thought that I came up with this idea, along with a million other people, and I like this idea so much as like a great invention that I uh, I was on this wonderful BBC radio show called Museum of Curiosity. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. It's not big in the States, but it's a great show. And uh, and you're asked to nominate an object to be placed in this Museum of Curiosity so it can be real or imagined. And that was going to be my suggestion was basically a chip so that and, – and my original thinking was wouldn't it be great to know – why every person makes their every decision so that we can help more people do good things. In other words, if you know why people get upset and get involved in violence or whatnot, if you know why people get too lazy to complete the work that they should do, then we could help it. But I quickly realized that it was actually, instead of the world's best invention, probably the world's worst because it's an end to not only you know privacy but individual autonomy, period. Well, well also, this type of idea is really related to anti-aging so people are so fond of their own personalities that they they think the world needs it forever. So they want to download it into a computer so they so that the world is blessed with their personality forever. I kind of think it's actually a somewhat narcissistic uh, uh, invention. All right, let me ask you this question: If we could download someone's brain and personality into into a chip, if we have a time capsule with room for one person's personality and intelligence and intellect that you could preserve someone who's alive today who's you sending out there um nobody i don't want anybody out there i think i think we're an embarrassment to galactic civilization so after you just got should, done saying how great we how prosperous and civilized the the earth has become yeah but how do you know the rest of the galaxy is not better Ch- chances are Right, since you, the gal- you just don't want to take the risk that we'll look like idiots no, compared to everybody else. Chances are, since the galaxy is what fifteen billion years old and the Earth is three billion years old, the odds are that anybody who finds such a chip is going to be so much infinitely smarter no, than us. No, because they're older and their brains are turning to mush. So no, we but have they've, younger, but they've already brains. they've already been like the Borg already. So <laughs> they are like, what is this? Right. We're going to just blow this place up. James and I will have more to say about this in a minute, but first, we have to hear a quick word from our sponsor, Do Not Go Away. You need to know how to cook. Not only do you feel like you know your way around a kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Blue Apron has you covered. I love this idea. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. You just follow the easy step-by-step instructions. And as someone who's done this before, I can tell you they are easy and they are step-by-step. And what I really like is that you get each amount of food in its own package. It's just the right size, so it's uh, it just feels good and efficient. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your dietary preferences, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like butternut and kale mazze rigatoni, brown butter, kale, and apple salad right in your own kitchen. Cook with ingredients you've never used before like watermelon radishes, farro, and purple potatoes, which, by the way, are pretty healthy compared to white potatoes. And recipes are between 500 and 700 calories per portion. 
delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash question. That's blueapron.com slash question. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Here's another suggestion from Paul Haydock, uh, who suggests, I'm curious to know what you think of this one, James, is the best possible future discovery or invention Deep sea exploration. Humans have only discovered between 5 to 10% of its possibilities. What do you think of that idea? You think it's a big deal? You think there's so much there to benefit us? I, I think it's interesting, but I don't think, I don't think, it, let's, let's, my kind of base qualifier is, does this solve a billion person problem? Okay. And I'm not sure, it, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't get the argument where it solves a billion person problem. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one, James. Uh, this is from Neil Dance who suggests that the best possible future discovery would be a new global economic measure of sustainability and social value rather than just profit. What? what say some of those words again. Economic, sustainable, social value. What do, you're, none you're, of these things mean is, anything. Well, I would argue that I like, I like his idea. I'm not going to ridicule it. Okay, but what's, what's a but, metric? So... Here's the reason I would not nominate this as a winner is because there are actually people who are doing exactly this already. So, and they have been for a while. Martha Nussbaum, for instance, is a philosopher, I believe, at the University of Chicago. We interviewed her on Freakonomics Radio a few years back. She wrote a book about, I think it was called Gross National, not maybe Gross National Happiness, but the idea is that rather than GDP, which is, I think a lot of us would argue, a very broad and useful in some circumstances, but overall uh, not so descriptive metric and of how totally people... inaccurate based on every seasonable adjustment possible okay. in the government. So instead of the GDP, she and many other colleagues who work with um, basically within a kind of UN channel are working on the Human Development Index. So it's basically when you look at different countries, instead of measuring just mostly mostly economic uh, angles and metrics, you take into account different things like uh, access to healthcare, health and wellness generally, happiness, however that can be measured. And so when you look at like the top 10 countries, GDP versus HDI, Human Development Index, guess what's number, okay, what's number one GDP in the world? Uh, U.S. right, uh, uh, but and, and number one on the um, Human Development Index, I'm gonna just guess because I you're can't gonna see. be right because I because you're uh, it's smart. either it's either Bhutan or Nigeria. No, you're thinking the hap- that happiness okay. that, that happiness right. thing is kind of all right. Good. I don't want to call it garbage, but that's a, I agree that, is that was a very you know this this is uh, look if you like science and you like the world and development and economics and stuff. Okay, the Korea. HDI Human Development Index is worth looking at because it's it's a substantial attempt to do that. Think, think. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Canada, you're you're on the right track now in terms uh, of northerliness. England, no. Iceland, uh, Iceland's pretty you're cool. Get, you're getting in the zone. You're getting in the zone. What is it? Tell me. You're getting there geographically. I'm going to lead you to it. If you're in Iceland, you just go east a little bit. Greenland. <laughs> uh, keep going east from Iceland, and then you'll hit the big Greenland. Uh, Past Greenland, then you... Oh, no, east is uh, the other Greenland way. Greenland is the other way. <laughs> you want to go into Europe, northern Ireland. Europe. No, no, no. Norway. There you go. Norway is number one. Okay, no. a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who you've met, actually, um, lived in Norway for a while, and he said the one problem is none of the Norwegians would ever talk to him. So he lived there two years and made no friends. Well, I've been to Norway, and the Norwegians talk to me. Maybe yeah. your friend, maybe, maybe he he's smelled. not a nice guy. Maybe you need to use deodorant. I'll, I'll give you a... Or, I'll, I don't know, maybe the Norwegians don't like deodorant. Maybe that was a problem. Maybe it was a deodorant I'll problem. I'll give you another hint. He worked for Bernie Madoff. 
Oh, as to whether I know the guy, you mean, or the hint as to why people didn't talk to him? Probably why people didn't yeah. talk to him. Yeah. All right. But here, so here's number one GDP countries, US. Number one HDI is Norway. Number two GDP is China. Do you think China's on the list of top 10 HDI? No way. Not even close. Let me read you the rest of the human development index countries. Norway, number one. Two, Australia. Three, New Zealand. Four, the United States. Really? Surprised a lot of people. Number five, Ireland. Why, do, why did it surprise? Why do people hate like thinking the United States is happy? Especially Americans. Yeah. Well. Um, you know what? I think, I think it comes from, I sometimes derisively call a lot of, um, uh, there's a certain line of thinking that you see in journalism and you see it elsewhere that I call a kind of a love of losers. And it's different than rooting for the underdog. I love rooting for the underdog. But there's something about like when people are like failing there's some assumption that they must be noble somehow. And I think that's a, a, a it comes out of a, a well-meaning progressive impulse, but I think it's nuts. And I think that with America, having been a big, strong, powerful, and occasionally, you know, buck-kicking country, um, I think that a lot of people feel kind of embarrassed by its strengths. And then we emphasize its weaknesses to make ourselves feel a little bit less braggy. That's okay. my That's my hunch. All right. I don't know. Number five, Ireland. Number six, Liechtenstein. Number seven, the Netherlands. Number eight, Canada. Number nine, Sweden. And number 10, Germany. Not a single Asian country on that list. Not a single South American, not a single African country. But I don't think that is what this guy is suggesting. He's suggesting some kind of uh, metric that combines, quote-unquote, sustainability, which is, I guess, uh, you know, is this country doing well with their carbon footprint and so on? And he's suggesting social value. So is there some way of mitigating always the conflict between, you know, is the top 1% making so much more than the bottom 1% or whatever? So I don't think he's asking that question. And I don't think there is a useful metric in, in those directions. All right, Neil, sorry. I happen to like things that solve billion-person problems. All right, here's here are a couple that are... Um, mainstream, but you'll like them, I guess, if you're worried about billion-person problems. Jason Freert says, definitely the answer would be free or nearly free energy. Uh, energy gets cheaper and cheaper all the time. And now that, look, uh, uh, Elon Musk recently announced uh, huge improvements in solar power cells. So like every area of alternative energy is improving. So just so I, I would say to him, he's correct. And just wait, and we're gonna, his solution is going to be okay. implemented. Ian Hansley suggests a universal cancer vaccine. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, that's in line again with the anti-aging, synthetic yeah. biology. I would go back to the fact that if we live a lot, lot longer, or if we figure out ways to not die, then I still think you have a big problem. Well, just on that universal cancer vaccine, so I, I don't know if Google's ever announced this or not, or it's just buried somewhere, but they're working on a bracelet that you put on your wrist and it it ma it somehow is like a magnet for all the cancer cells in your body. So if you have cancer, all these cancer cells go to this bracelet and then you are able to eliminate the cancer in your body. Mm, that sounds such like a great comic book, but I'd like to believe the science is real. Uh, well, I've been told at Google, when I was visiting Google a few months ago that the, I met people working on that. Show me the bracelet then. Where is it? Uh, it's not done. <laughs> all right. And James, let's consider this one last suggestion for the best possible invention or discovery. I can't tell whether you're going to love this or hate it. So again, the question was very specific. Our question was, what would you say is the best possible future discovery or invention? Okay. Teleportation. 
That's not the answer. You would like that, right? That is the best. That is the best. You think, in your view, that would improve life for whatever, however you want to define it for oh, the yeah. most people? It took me an hour to get up here. I could have just teleported. Yeah, but how important is it to move your body to places? You know, you say that now, it's sort of like um, the head of Osborne Computer saying, nobody's going to want a, mm. a computer in their living room. So you're saying if I could put myself in Oslo right now for Yeah, and be, for about, drinks, be with all those happy people. Mm. All right, James, here's here's one final one. I want to know what you think of it. This is from a fellow named Russell Shrale. I want to say his name is S-C-H-R-A-L-E. He's at Russ Shrale. Nice and short, global empathy. Well, that sounds great, but is that an... First off, that's not an invention. Discovery uh, or invention. A, Discovery like, like or is invention. Is it a pill that makes everybody... A, Maybe it's a way. It's maybe it's a uh, I do a way to encourage people to be more empathetic rather than competitive and all the other opposites I, of empathy. I, I like it a lot because I'll tell you the most important thing individually you can do today is just be kind to somebody and be generous to somebody and even be kinder than you thought possible. So I don't need any of these other inventions to make the world a better place. I can just today do you know, as they say, simple acts of kindness, and that works. So if everybody did it, the world would be great, and maybe we wouldn't even worry about driverless cars. I'm so glad you like it, because that was my favorite. That, that, so Russ, this gets my vote. And, you know, I think because Russ came up with something that we both liked, we should send, uh, we a should car. send a car <laughs> and a little uh, a little nuclear breeder reactor, like a home version, right? right? So we can have good, clean, uh, unpolluting energy. Or a dirty bomb. Or a dirty bomb. Um, but I think we should like, so I looked up Russ on Twitter. He's only got 17 followers. We should both follow him. Well, I think we should get everybody to follow him. I think we should follow him. But I think that all QOD listeners, let's get Russ to... 1,000 Twitter followers, Okay, right? at R-U-S-S. R-U-S-S, and then another S. Three S's. Because his last name is Shrail, S-C-H-R-A-L-E. So, at Russ Shrail. And Russ, here's the thing. Once you got that audience, we're going to expect a lot more stuff from you like global empathy. So, don't let us down, brother. We'll share a clip from our next episode right after this. If you're looking to save money by cooking at home, but you're at a loss on how to get in the habit of cooking healthy at-home meals, then Blue Apron has you covered. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. You just follow the easy step-by-step instructions. Delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash question. That's blueapron.com slash question. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Here's what we have lined up for the next episode of Question of the Day. What is the single most revealing thing about any person? Not something they can tell you, something that you can observe about them. That's an odd question, I think, actually. You lo- really? You think it's odd? I so love it. So I'm trying to understand it. So it's a secret that they have Not that a, everybody can observe? It's like that characteristic that is like the secret essence of someone. That's the way I interpret the question. That's why I like the question. 